Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Need to Nerd podcast. I have a Need to Nerd, and my name is Spencer, and I am joined by my co-host, a CCMTG Open Top 8 competitor, commissioner of the Heasy Game Media Fantasy Football League, and the fan of the most consistently over-talked-about football team in history, Patty B. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Thanks for... uh... The the nice excellent introduction there. I uh, I'm excited to get. We filled up our fantasy league, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, give us give us your give us give the listeners your sleeper pick. What's your biggest sleeper, Patty? Oh man, if I do this, you'll draft him <laughs> in our draft. Um, I am a huge fan of Tyler Algier. BYU guy in Atlanta. I think he's got excellent opportunity to be the starter down there. Oh yeah, hey, they don't have a running back. So, and Cordell Patterson was taking like so many of the snaps at running back when he really shouldn't. Uh, I think I think that's a pretty good pick. Um, mine is actually um, the uh, the tight end uh, uh, for the. Falcons. Um, I think I actually think that Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts, well, had a medium year last year and will be like pretty low on people's tight end rankings. Uh, actually, has a chance to be like a top three tight end this year. No, he's being drafted that way right now. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. My sleeper pick's not that good then. Man. I I think I think Kyle Pitts has a real chance to have like a good year. I also I think, think it's that, interesting like, that we chose both chose Atlanta players. Well, isn't Mariota starting for them this year? I think that opens up a lot of the offense. Like, I'm not, and that's nothing against Matt Ryan. It's just like, it, the it's offense, different. yeah, the offense will just be a lot different with, like, if you think about, we're like turning into a football podcast all of a sudden, so we got to get right. off the subject. Yeah, but, right, exactly. but, but legitimately, like, if you're a fantasy football person, you understand that, like, having a quarterback like Mariota at quarterback changes the type of way that the players around your quarterback. So like if you're in a PPR league, a Marcus Mariota wide receiver gets a lot better than a Matt Ryan wide receiver, right? Because Matt Ryan's not going to spread the ball out. He's going to have two of his favorite targets. They're going to get 1200 yards and a bunch of touchdowns. Whereas Marcus, uh, he's going to throw the ball a lot of times for short yardage to a lot of different guys, like the running backs and stuff like that. So anyway, that was your fantasy football update for the... (laughs) for the week uh we're not talking about fantasy football we are doing the next one in our series uh brucinger um and this uh i wanted to talk about the nerd fact of the week this week for brucinger because if you weren't reading the books as they came out you might not know this but brucinger was not a book originally uh it in fact it had to get a name change it had to get and then they actually had to add a book and they almost added another one. His editor was like, no. But uh, Bersinger was actually supposed to be the last book. The third book in the trilogy was supposed to be the last one. And what it ended up happening is, as spoiler alerts, by the way, we're just going to dive right into spoilers for this book. So if you haven't read it and you're reading the series and you're following along as we do these podcasts, go read the book because I'm going to spoil pretty big right off the bat. So what ends up happening is Christopher's writing this book. And as he's writing it, he had the outline for how the last book was going to go, but he gets to the part where Aragon is going to kill Sloane. And he goes, actually, I can't do this. 
Aragon wouldn't do this. And he has to rewrite this whole entire book, basically. Not like from the ground up, but from his outline into what the book became. Um, additionally, this means that a lot of the other things have to change, right? It means that the other chapters get added so that Aragon can go visit him. It also means that, you know, a, a lot of stuff happens that wasn't going to happen. Um, did you know that, Penny? I assume you did. Yeah, so I um, had did not start reading the books until Eldest came out. I read those two, and then when Brisinger came out, um, I, you know, it was get like mixed feelings because like back then, I was really upset with the book, right? How it like didn't. I thought it was supposed to be like a trilogy kind of thing, and like this is gonna be like the end, and it didn't happen, and. We got to say this because like years and years. Yeah, this is this is this is a huge thing for me. So don't dive yeah. into this because we're actually going to talk about this. No, but, no, it's okay. Yes, yeah, I, I that when it came out. I I yeah. had. I man, we're going to talk about this. I have to. I, this no. might be was the wrong nerd fact of the week because we we already want to dive in. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Patty's poll. So I did. So for future episodes, for what it's worth, including the last one. We actually have the poll on Anchor. So Anchor is uh, our our sponsor. Um, really appreciate it, just the service that Anchor provides. Um, I don't know where the Adderall is in this, but I'll just say it on the show anyway, that this podcast is made possible because of Anchor. It's the easiest way to create and publish a podcast. It is amazing, and I love their service. So you can find the poll on Anchor, but also on Twitter. We do the poll every week. And Patty's poll last week, Patty... Dude, what was the uh, poll? So <laughs> last week the the poll was let me click on it here. Um, pull it up. It was is the multiverse of, uh, multiverse of madness the worst superhero movie ever uh, for its cost? Um, we had four votes of yes, it was so bad. No votes for no. No, there are so many. So a hundred percent of the four people who voted in our poll said it's the worst movie at its cost. It was so bad. Like I, I, I don't I don't think so. But the thing is here I think I think yeah. I didn't get to talk about this last week, but I do think that a huge problem is that it wasn't a Doctor Strange movie. And I think that like when Marvel does this, people get upset. Like this is not the first time that Marvel has made a movie with one person's name attached to it, and that's not who the movie's about. And like this movie was not a Doctor Strange movie; it was a Wanda Maximoff movie, and like under the under the guise of Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, and like it's just rough. It's like I don't know, but uh, thank you to everybody who answered the poll and uh, having my back on this one. I will say. I, I will repeat what I said on the last one. Um, I do believe that we looked up the cost of... Uh, what was it? It was... There was another superhero movie that I was like, oh, this at its cost is probably worse. Some of the... Like Iron Man 2, I think, was... I think all the Iron the Man movies cost. are totally fine. Totally and better than this. Yeah. Uh, I think Dark World can, is better than this that. movie. I think that... Uh, like... Of the Marvel movies, I don't think there's one as bad uh, as this one. I think think it's the worst Marvel movie. Uh, Maybe that's true. Maybe Doctor Strange 1 was worse. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, you go back and forth on that. Yeah, I I <laughs> I hated Doctor Strange one. It was funny because somebody else was like, Spencer, why did you watch Doctor Strange two if you hated Doctor Strange one? I was like, because everybody said it was you gotta good. Keep up with the stuff. Oh no, I. And also the way that they like are tying everything together with everything. Right, like, yeah, it's... I kind of feel like you have to watch all of the things. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty close to out on Marvel. Like, I, I might be pretty close to done. A lot of the, some of the phase stuff excites me, but we'll see. Uh, before we move on, just want to shout out the CCMTG Open winner, Mike. Mike piloted Golgari Devotion to a victory. If you're an MTG fan, uh, and it was our Discord totally popped off uh, for this tournament. Everybody stayed. Um, you know, people started talking about Smash in there. Um, so if you want to join the Discord, link is in the show notes. If you want to become a Patreon of He's Game Media, head on over to patreon.com slash He's Game Media and check it out. With that being said, let's talk about Brissinger. Patty P, what is Brissinger? What is Brissinger? So it is the third book of the Inheritance Cycle. Um, it uh, is really the... Um, it's the middle book, right? It, it feels like the the glue that ties everything together. Um, that it? Let's see, I mean, it's it's the it's the longest book in the series. I think it 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 felt the longest reading it. Uh, oh, like it took, I think it it's definitely. It. I think it's the longest book in my Audible, if I'm not mistaken. It's right. like. And I think it's by a substantial margin, too. If I go to Audible, I go to audiobooks, I sort by length, go the other direction. Uh, well, let me go the other direction anymore. Audible updated. It sucks now. Uh, it is actually not longer than Inheritance in audiobook form, but I don't know if the interview on Inheritance is longer. And it is also not longer than his next book, which is In a Sea of Stars. But for context, right. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, which is by far the longest Harry Potter book, uh-huh. is 26 hours audiobook. And Brissinger's like 29 and a half hours. Yeah. I remember correctly. So, I mean, it is, it is a doozy. Yeah. And it, it's not even like Inheritance didn't feel that long reading it. And I think part of that uh, is to do with this book highlights a lot of um, like POV stories. So you have a few different things that happen that, that take up a, a bunch of space, like um, the Trial of Long Knives, uh, the, the Dwarf King, you know, story. Yeah. Uh- um, there's a lot of those little mini stories within Brissinger. Yeah, that, there's uh, there's a lot of really kind of cool moments. The, the, what's really cool is I have the fandom up, and they break mm-hmm. this down into parts. You know, they have revenge, they have fleeing Hellgrind, they have the trial of the Long Knives, uh, then they have uh, Search, which is kind of talking about this, like this uh, this part where characters start you start seeing their motivations for this book um and kind of where their headspace is at during this book uh then you have obviously like uh aragon and aria getting together and uh making their way back uh the marriage uh the parts i mean there's so much the parts with uh 
the parts with um, uh, lifting the curse, um, uh, you, you know, getting getting a sword. Uh, there's so many individual pieces that make up many parts of the story that this book uh it's a it's a thick boy i would say let let's let's talk really quickly about our first impressions and you kind of Mm -hmm. gave a little bit of yours and i'm gonna echo it um i would say this was the most anticipated book in the history of my life like i was more excited for this than i was for like harry potter 7 like i it was i read every blog post and like i was on the forums like i was so excited for this book um way to date ourselves spencer (laughs) uh and i was kind of heartbroken uh was my first impression um i We'll get into it in Could Be Betters, but I have a lot of Could Be Betters for this book. It is it is still my least favorite of the Inheritance Cycle. It is my wife's favorite, for what it's worth. This is her favorite one. Um, I just... I just... Um, I had... My first impression of this book was... Why does it take so long to get to a part that I care about? Um, and also, why is Aragon being such a baby? <laughs> oh, it is kind of, it does kind of feel that way at, at parts. Uh, what about you? What were your yeah. first memories or impressions? Well, yeah, that's the only thing I can really compare it to as far as like anticipation for a book coming out was Harry Potter seven. Um, right. Like that, that and this were just right up there as far as um you know excitement and ready for um something like this to come out a book like this um yeah first first impressions i i got into it um and very similar it's just like where where is um you know there's like there i didn't when i was younger i didn't care about all those side stories so I just kept reading and going into it, like, okay, like, where, tell me more, like, let's progress, you know, my main, the main story that I cared about, which was, you know, um, you know, Aragon, and after, um, you know, the way that Eldest ended, right, on the, you know, him, this huge, you know, giant, um, you know, reveal. It's straight up, like, getting Empire, and then the next book is some random side quest before return of the jedi it's like what just happened it's like oh my gosh they took han solo and freaking uh uh, darth vader's my dad but let's like go to i don't even know like i don't even know it was it was the thing is let's go let's go build a jedi academy it's so weird because it starts so strong Right with the assault on Hellgrind, and it's mm-hmm. like boom, 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 and then it's like, what just happened? Like, yep. and it's funny because you kind of feel the way that like Roran and Sephira are feeling. You're like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, they asked that a ton of times in this book. Like, like uh, excuse me, dude, <laughs> what the heck? Um, 
So yeah, that's totally totally fair. Yeah. Let's let's talk about our favorite character, our favorite character POV. Um I reread this for this episode and mine changed. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna I'll shock it. people. Uh my favorite character POV in this book was Glader. Okay. I my least favorite character in the whole series. Um but this time uh listening to it actually, I really, really like that part. And um it actually shows me why I think I hated Glader so much in the fourth book is because that POV is so good and then he's just a different character in the fourth book. Um, and it's fine. Like, I get it. He's just lost his his writer, so he's going to be different. But he's, like, so jaded um, in the fourth book. And uh, he's always a little jaded, but, like, I don't know. I really thought that the writing from his perspective as uh, over the attack on Gilead was really good. Um, I was going to say Nasawada, but like, I don't know. It feels like a cop-out because she's just the coolest character in the entire series. So, <laughs> what about you? Who's your favorite POV? Well, <laughs> um, it was going to be Nasawada. Can be! <laughs> sounds like a cop-out. No, it doesn't. I, I, can see, I can see your answer, so that's why I that's why I made the joke. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, she's you see so much like growth with her and you get to see more of her character in this book, I think than any of the other books. She experiences the most growth in this book and really becomes the leader um we all want her to be and and it's great. So in the last book when when Wes was still co-hosting with me, uh I was I almost asked him if he wanted to join this episode. But I think he's playing StarCraft right now. Too busy for us. Uh, he, he, we both said Nasuada was our favorite mm-hmm. POV. And honestly, like, she's just my favorite POV in the whole series. Which is wild, because the book series is about Aragon. But it, I think that, like, she is tackling such different problems than the rest of the POV characters. Than Roran... Mm-hmm. Than Sephira, than Glader, than than Aragon, um, it's just really interesting to get inside of her headspace because she has to deal with like political problems, personal problems. Uh, it's it's not in this book. I think it's actually in Eldest where she's contemplating like, am I supposed to marry? Uh, I don't remember the certain king's name off the top of my head. But, like, as things progress, like, you really get inside of her headspace as far as Roran, for example, and, like, her thoughts on Roran. I really like that. I almost, I'm giving you an opening so you can talk yeah. about probably your favorite POV part here. <laughs> so, my, my second, I mean, the, it's a favorite, well, the, the favorite part, it's, we'll get into it in the moment. Oh, okay. Right, is, is the Trial of the Long Knives. Um... You, you kind of see uh, that that is a catalyst for her character as well. Um, what I was looking up, I was trying to find um, uh, the King of Serta. I forget what his his name is, but that, that's right who you're, you're talking about. Yeah, the the douchebag. What's his name? I don't remember. Yeah. Oh shoot! I well, we don't remember his name because he's you know, he sucks so kind of hard. A, kind of a dick. Yeah. Uh, 
How do we not know this off the top? I'm gonna look at it and I'm gonna out die. Orin. Orin, that's right. He goes from like this quirky guy into like this drunk douche. Right, yeah, he's like, I like science and chemicals and, you know, studying the stars. And then he just, yeah, becomes yeah. drunk with power. Um, who, who is, I mean, speaking of side characters, who is your favorite side character? Um, so my favorite side character, it's a very small moment, but uh, Jode and his wife uh, in this book where um, he, Aragorn goes and he is giving... Uh, I think it's the he like extracts the gold right to repay his his debts and he goes and visits Jode and um, this is where um, Jode gives him the book um, oh, I forget what it's called but it's like the um, it's like the history of Allegasia. Um and his wife takes there's a line from there where um like his, his his wife takes the gold and like is like i'm gonna be i'm gonna make this the most successful business um and i i just loved that um empowerment right like it was su super cool to see have a side character have something like that um in the book yeah, my uh, my favorite side character is also not in this book a lot, and the moments are kind of similar to yours. Um, my favorite side character this read through was Fredra, or Hevedra, uh, which is Oryx's wife. Um, mm, when mm -hmm. they get to, I have an honorable mention though. The Urgol, I don't remember the name, his name off the top of my head. Why can't I? I'm just like, Gajvog. Yeah, Narjgavog. He he's second favorite, but Havedra, um I like the way that she talks to Auric, um, in this like, hey, like, don't be down on yourself. Like she's like this champion for him, and also mm -hmm. like really well based. And I thought that for I don't know, uh for like this this character that gets very little time, you learn a lot about like what Auric because when Oric talks about her in Eldest, you're like, who's this woman that he is clearly madly in love with? Like, yeah. head over heels for. And you, like, immediately see why in the writing. Um, and I really mm -hmm. liked that, so. I think it's also interesting that we chose uh, characters and, and their wives, right? <laughs> as, as uh, you know, yeah, our I actually, I actually have, like, Oric has some good moments in this book but i'm it just mm -hmm. had overall i was just really impressed with uh let, let's talk about favorite storylines i'll go first um i i have my, my favorite storyline uh in this book particularly is the um the the kind of the, the end of the book where they have their kind of their like their battle and their it's 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 separate though, cause like while the while the assault on Gilead Gilead is great, I actually found the siege of uh is it fine, Feinster, Feinster. Okay, yeah. uh, yeah, it's right there. I I found that part to be really cool. There's like great moments from a lot of different characters. 
you know, Arya killing the Shade, the battle between those those uh, those mages, uh, the the leader of Feinster, like being like, "Yo, I can't stop these people, and I really would like you to." Um, uh-huh. it, I don't know. It was I. It wrapped up the book really well. Um, in in a pretty 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 great way my honorable mention for this part though is actually uh just the overarching theme of the sword Mm -hmm. that is um that is one of my favorite moments as well is um when uh i think the name is runon um is the the elf who you know makes all the dragons rider swords you know and vowed to not do it again um the way that they like got around that right that is that is my wife's literal favorite part of like any book she's ever read having him make his his sword and how they find the um you know the asteroid metal um yeah under under the tree yeah no that that whole thing i i concur that that's just one another one of the awesome parts well i actually mean just the whole theme right like he like Goes to fight the freaking Razak with a staff like an idiot. Yeah, and then he gets... still wins. <laughs> so sure, he gets lucky. Yeah, and then he goes to fight. Uh, and then he goes back and like gets the falchion, um, which my wife thought was a scimitar. <laughs> scimitar. I showed her what a falchion looks like. She's like. She's like, that looks like a pirate sword. I was like, yeah, it's like a cutlass that's like, mm-hmm. doesn't have the, it's like longer and doesn't have the, the fist guard. She's like, that's weird. I didn't think it looked like that. I was like, that's just what's described. He calls it like a long fisherman's knife. Have you seen a fish knife before? It's long, one blade, and then the end has this like hook point. It's literally yeah. what he says. And that's not how it looked in my head. I was like, well. Uh, all the way to, like, you know, him looking for the metal, looking at the other sword. Um, oh, that was really cool. Also, just because I have to give an honorable mention to it, I also... Oh, wait, is this is, is this favorite? This is favorite storyline. This isn't favorite moments yet. Okay, what about you? What was your favorite storyline? Um, oh, shoot, yes, we are in favorite storyline. Um, I liked... Uh, so, as a second favorite POV character um would be like Roran uh and his his storyline in this book um is it was pretty compelling as well you know he gets married he has the whole um you know him trying to like understand like having to work with the urgles and you know him going on his his missions for the war um were 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 cool um all right, let's get to your favorite moment. You're like Yay. all excited. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love the excitement. Yeah. Um, so I kind of mentioned at the beginning, right, uh, with my favorite POV character, um, the the trial of the long knives, where um, you know Nasawada is challenged by this um, other leader um, from from the Varden, I think Fadwar. Um, to like maintain leadership of the Varden, and um, uh, he's he's from the the traveling 
nomad group. I don't remember what they're called. Mm-hmm. That where her, yeah, yeah. where her like fathers from, the wandering tribes. Yeah, there we go. Um, and so yeah, he comes to try and take uh, leadership of the Varden, and they have this challenge this trial where they without magic you can't heal yourself, and it's whoever can sustain the most cuts. Um to their to their wrists and it was um it's like i knew i knew friends every time it it is yeah (laughs) like i knew friends who who had done that a little bit right yeah and during because it was around that time like i was in high school and this this was just like the way it was written and dragging on like with each cut it was it was so good i it's one of my favorite moments yeah, I, 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 you know, just really quickly, I just want to say, you know, if you're dealing with any self-harm stuff and this is triggering for you, um, you know, skip yes. skip a little bit. Um, and also, you know, talk to somebody. It, it really does help. Um, I see a therapist uh, constantly. Um, and uh, if you need somebody to talk to, you know, slide into my DMs too. Like, I'm free and I'm a person that probably cares because I have dealt with stuff myself and... Um, you know, people will be there for you. That being said, I, I think that one of the best parts of this whole moment is her conversation afterwards, where she learns that she was lied to and that she was not supposed to win. Um, and that that lies what pushed her to victory. Uh huh. Yeah, it's the the like going two in a row, like taking those extra extra risks and going and pu- you know pushing more um, in the in the challenge. Um, you you got to really see her strength. Um, what is one of your favorite moments? Um. So when I was younger, um, Roran was my favorite character. When I was when I first read these books, but I can't stand Roran as an adult, um, so my answers actually changed. Um, I also loved Elva as a as a younger person, and Elva kind of bugs me as an adult, not like in a reasonable way because she's you know a baby, so I like shouldn't be as upset by her as I am, but I'm like you're annoying, like, um, it's hard. I I think that my my favorite moment this read through. Um, was probably the moment where I wanted to say the moment where Aragon is talking to the guy uh, that's like trying to hit on Arya and like says that he's her brother to get him oh, to go sure. away. Um, but I actually really liked the part even though I don't like, we'll get into this during my could be betters. Even though like, but I, I, how do I want to say this? I really enjoyed Arya getting like, kind of lifting the veil back for Aragon in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I, I, it, it definitely made you care about her in a different way. She wasn't just like this love interest for the main character. Like, you learned like she's been in love before. Um, you know, while Aragon loves her and he, she's his first love, like she 
spent every day with love of her life that she had to watch die and like i don't know it's probably that moment really where they're talking um but yeah uh next up we have our could be betters i think the entire middle of this book sucks um i just said it was my favorite moment of this read through but because sometimes like you have to accept what you're given right and like i'm i i still like this book but holy crap christopher if somehow you're watching this dude just 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 sacrifice a little bit of aragon's character to kill sloan like i <laughs> like i get it i and i appreciate what what he's doing right as an author he's being true to his characters um just don't write out the middle part just have him show up right write that as a separate book later down the road like the it just it dragged so it's so funny because everybody says that eldest drags like when you get complaints mm-hmm. about this series people are eldest drags i'm like no it doesn't it's like no. extremely nope. easy to read and like i got through that book in like a day um this book drags uh, in the middle specifically um once Aragon gets back to the Varden, it's like hit, 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 hit. But that middle mm-hmm. part is a slog. Like the elves showing up to like Sephira getting grumpy and like having the conversation with Nasrata. Mm-hmm. Like the whole middle part is like, oh my gosh. Like. Right. Like while the moments are like you, I, we can find those good things like about those middle parts right like some of our favorite moments are in the middle parts as moments but as a whole it just yeah. it's so slow and well, it's, it it's just can to, turn you off as a reader it's just a complete like if you are sitting and reading these books and like you get done with all this it's kind of like you said right where it's like oh my gosh i'm so excited for the next chapter of this story and then you like oh my gosh you killed the razek too oh my gosh what are we doing what why is Aragon running across an entire country? Like, yeah. I, and the thing is, I remember, I remember yeah. as a, as a teenager, cause there's a map at the beginning of that freaking book. I should have grabbed it. And I just looked and was like, that's so far. Like, why is he doing that? Also like, like just go have Roran and Katrina set up camp and then do it and then you can fly back with him like like the fact that like i oh man i have so many problems actually like Aragon <laughs> is not as stupid as he feels in this and i like if it's just that like um if it's just that christopher didn't know what Aragon was going to do but it's like Aragon's like leave because i don't know what to do it's like there's no one in there to kill Sloan. Like, just go set up camp and say, I'm going back to look for stuff. Stay here in case there's, like, curses or something. I don't know. You could probably think of an excuse to go back into Hellgrind without Katrina and Roran. Like, I, there's just no reason for what happened. And that bugs me. Yeah, it... Aragon does make that's that's probably that's probably one of my could be betters right is just like not only is it slow right it's a general overarching thing but Aragon I think well we'll say characters characters in this book are just like not 
the smartest or you know they they make these decisions that you just ask like what are you doing um pretty yeah, be better that's... do you have any more um i mean i i do i didn't have as many kivy betters the the main thing was right that like i was almost turned off as a reader <laughs> because of how slow it was in the middle yeah i i think that uh, like, if I remember, I actually stopped reading this book as as when I was younger. I think I did stop reading. I didn't reread it until later on, when Inheritance was closer to coming out. Sure, I think so. I think a huge problem that I also had with this book is like, actually, I'm just saying, why is why why is Aragorn running across the the country everywhere, like? It's like, oh, we can't have you leave with Sephira, but we need you to go to this, like, vote thing. And it's like, why are the dwarves so stupid? It's an like, image thing, right? Like, they, they don't want... I know, but, like... Uh, ...the Varden to, like, see him flying off. Like, is he faster than... The... Also, also, like, how far is... How far is Hellgrind from... I, I wish I had the map in front of me. Maybe I can pull it up. How far is freaking Hellgrind from from the Elf City? Um, it's pretty far. I'm just, is it? I, I do. Ha- I do have it up here. Um, is is? Oh, that's right. Because it's like multiple. This is so stupid. The whole <laughs> thing bugs me. I just he he see he runs across. It's like the entire Hatterack Desert, right? That he like runs. All right. Well. He also has to run to the dwarves. He also yep. has to, like... Oh, because they're in the Bayor Mountains. Yeah, and then Sephira leaves anyway. I right. just... And then, not only does she leave, she then flies to the... <laughs> the freaking forest. I... I, uh... It's fine. I just, like... And again, these are could-be-betters, right? So yeah. it's not like... You know, don't read the book. Like, ah, oh, don't. I, they do really, this, but... they really did. Like, I love this book, so I'm not trying to like. It's it has so much like amazing character growth, and let's let's move on to love it because like I have yeah. a lot of them, but it really bugs me how much Aragon runs across the country in this book. <laughs> uh, I'll start off with love it because I'm the one screaming. Um, dude, I loved Aragon uh, making the sword. I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, uh, the moment, the, oh crap moment from Sephira when she realizes she messed up, like hurting that tree, the, the Minot tree, like was so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the, the moment where Brom is talking to Aragon as his father. Um, I love learning yep. that Brom is his father. Um, mm-hmm. I did not expect that as a reader the first time. Um, I loved the, oh, I loved, I lo- I'm going to say one more and then I'm going to let you go so I don't take all of yours. I loved Oryx's plan to beat, uh, now, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess up this clan name because it's weird. Uh, Nas, now I have to look it up so that oh. I don't mess it up. Rack Onowin, but I don't speak Dorvish, so. Let's see. 
Uh, As Aswild Rack Anoin. Yes. Aswelden Rack Anoin. There we go. That's how you say it. Aswelden Rack Anoin. Like, that moment where Oric gets him good. Uh-huh. Awesome. I loved it. I was like, I was like, oh man, they're giving their entire clan the silent treatment. What up? I don't know. I that was it. really cool. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. So, um, I do love the uh, the how how it worked. Yeah. Uh, became the the dwarf king. That whole um plot and um, uh, Sephira and Aragon repairing the Isidar Mithram. You know the rose, uh, thing that they broke in in the first book. I I love that kind of wrapped that story up. Um. We we talked about a lot about my Lovitz already, um, yeah, and the the sword. I I, I love Bersinger when he actually like finally starts using it, and it's just like the whole thing lights on fire. <laughs> All right, behind the scenes, total nerd stuff. I'm gonna tell you about my my D and D character because I've never talked about it on the podcast, oh, and I was cool. waiting till the end of this episode to finally reveal my character. Uh, my character's name is Jason, J-A-C-E-N. And for those of you that are Star Wars fans, you probably get that reference. Um, Jason grew up in a cult uh, that he had to escape, um, where he went into a traveling circus. Um, and Jason uh, is a two-weapon rapier fighter. One of his rapiers is an attuned rapier that when he says a word of power, lights on fire and deals fire damage. <laughs> uh, and he's he's a bard ranger um cross okay. class and then his second rapier he has a spell that he can cast to light that one on fire uh so interesting yeah where you've drawn some inspiration from all over right oh. you know we've got... right come on i if if, if christopher can literally stake a lightsaber off of star wars I can do it, <laughs> right? That's that's yeah, I guess that is basically like the equivalent of a of a lightsaber, is a sword on fire. Yeah. So, so. it uh, yeah. It, my my character uh, is based on uh one of the characters that my character is based on. There's three of them, and one of them is Aragon in this uh in this series. So, uh, let's rate it. Scale of zero to five is the the rating we go. We've never given a zero. Uh, we probably never will because we probably wouldn't talk about something that we would give a zero to. Right. Um, I'll let you go first. What's your uh, what's your rating for this book? Before you do, you actually haven't rated the other two, so I'm actually going to make you rate Aragon and Eldis first. Okay, so <laughs> Aragon, we will give a four point five. Pretty good. Eldest gets the the full five stars. That book is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's golf club. Um, and then for Brissinger, I'm gonna go with three, just like because there's so many awesome character books that we, like moments that we love, and but just the fact that it just drags you kicking and screaming. Dude, three is so forever. low for this podcast. I know. <laughs> like, uh, I would give this book a three or a three point five somewhere in there too. Um, yeah. Uh, here's the thing: is that I enjoy this book, but it is because I enjoy the characters. Like, as a book, as a book, like as its own piece of art, it's like it's kind of rough. Um, 
Yeah, there's no way if someone if someone happened to stumble into this book, it, it's and funny because we're gonna we're gonna do inheritance soon, and people will hear a mm-hmm. lot of similar complaints to inheritance from me, but it'll be different. It'll be like I'll just say I'm spoiler alert for the inheritance episode. This oh, book no. didn't need to exist. However, it's possible that parts of this and inheritance could have been three books. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, okay. Just, just to be clear, like, I don't think the book Brissinger needed to exist. I do think parts of Brissinger as a book need to exist in a book to tell this story. But I don't, right. like, it is, I, I would give it a three. It, it's, the storylines are amazing. The character growth is astounding. Um, just the, the, the moments are so, I'm going to actually go up. I'm going to go 3.5. Um, it, it is just a lot of fluff. Like the entire book is fluff. You have you have the beginning and end, no fluff. Mm-hmm. Not even just the end. The last, the the second quarter of the book is all fluff. The whole thing. I would argue, from the moment that Rorin and Katrina leave Hellgrind. To the moment that Sephira gets to the Dwarven city, that entire section is fluff. And that's a lot of the book. So. Yeah. Like, maybe, and maybe the, the salve to that, right, is, like, do a Roran book. Right? Where they go, like, you go into detail about the wedding. Right? And his adventures. Like, Roran's adventures as a captain of the Varden. Um, you know, and a lot of those, you know, I, the thing is, be... is I don't have, I don't, I actually, as a kid, like it was crazy going back and forth between POVs. Cause Eldest mm-hmm. was the first POV, multiple POV book I had ever read in my life. Um, and this book, it was like, I, I don't know. It was, it didn't feel as exciting. Um, I, I know that Wes talked about on the last episode, like he would skip to the parts he wanted, of the characters mm. during Eldest, right? And I found myself yeah. doing that in this book and just doing Aragon. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, honorable shout character out. I actually care about. Honorable shout-out before we wrap up, just really quickly. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but the pile of bodies as Roran kills, I think it was like almost 200 oh, soldiers. Boy. And like, mm-hmm. that moment is cool to me. I don't know why, you know. Uh, but yeah. Uh, new poll. Patty's poll. What is it? Yep. So, um, Patty's poll. Where did I put it in the disco? And here it is. Singing it through. Um, <laughs> so, um, since we're this episode, you know, we're talking about this YA, um, book series. Um, I wanted to do, you know, ask our, our listeners, right? Like what their favorite YA book series is. Um, so for my wife, that would be Harry Potter, uh, the Heron Cycle, uh, I think the Percy Jackson series or other, as far as options. Um, and yeah, let it, let us know. I would guess what... most people are like between the ages of like 21 to like almost 40. One of those three is it. Right. Or maybe it, Twilight it, it, it... for some people, if you consider that like fantasy. Yeah, I guess you could consider Twilight fantasy right vampires werewolves yeah it's more like gothic love but you know who knows yeah 
Uh, awesome. Well, we'll put that up on Twitter. We'll put that up on here on the uh, episode on Anchor. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. You can find me at Spencer13H. You can find the podcast at Need to Nerd Pod. You can find He's a Game Media at He's a Game Media. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube where we do I do a Smash podcast with Matt once a month uh, called Smash Through, as well as the Constructed Criticism Network and all of the other content on He's a Game Media. Uh, you can find Patty B at Patty B MTG on Twitter. DM That's me. That's right. And uh, you can also find him next week in the booth with me for the uh, 1K at uh, Game Real Lehigh. I didn't Woo. actually ask him. I'm just telling him. So. Oh, you're just telling. I was like, I didn't know about this, but all right. I mean, we'll we'll see. <laughs> He's like, am I doing that? Uh, thank you, everybody, so much. Smash that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you get a chance to leave us a review, please do. And we'll see you guys all next time for another episode of the Need to Nerd podcast. Thanks, everyone.